0: Hello friends and what is up? I'm Daryl Smart and welcome to this week's episode of Smart Sports Podcast. I hope you're all having an amazing week so far. Episode 26 is a big one, folks. Big in the sense that we have now surpassed the quarter of a century mark with this program. And also, we have a big time guest on the podcast this week. This guy doesn't need an introduction, but he's getting one anyways. He's 6'7", was a standout with the Waterford Wolves and the Western Mustangs, before becoming a two-time Grey Cup champ with the Calgary Stampeders. And now, we can add Canadian Football League All-Star to his title. Shane Bergman, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us, man.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So first off, congratulations to you and Bree on the uh, birth of Asher. Uh you, oh, we, were, we were talking about, uh, before we hit the record button, uh, about sleep and stuff like that. So how's fatherhood been for you?
1: Oh, it's been great. Uh, it's a great experience. It's definitely a different experience, but it's <laughs> awesome. You know, me and my wife are—you know—we're working good together, and it's—it's uh, it's coming along well so far. It's, it's fun to watch him grow. He's growing so fast, for sure.
0: Oh, that's for sure. And it, it's so much like a team, isn't it? It's It's kind of oh, funny yeah. that you said that. It, it really is.
1: Yeah, it is like a team. We definitely were bouncing ideas off each other the whole time. Definitely, I don't know how I could do it if I could do it by myself. So that's for sure.
0: Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be kind of neat because it, it almost might some of this stuff might actually translate into football one day. Yeah, it, it might. It, you know, it might. You know,
1: <laughs> you know make everywhere you go. I
0: guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, come on! You got to put a little bit of football into everything, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's for sure. So individually, you had a really great year with the Calgary Stampeders. Uh It, it was especially just with the accolades uh, being named the Stan- yeah. uh, the stamps most outstanding offensive lineman the west division all-star and a CFL all-star has yeah. that, has that stuff all sunk into you yet
1: oh yeah it's sunk in. you know it's, i would rather win go win a great cup I'm not going to lie um yeah. it's really awesome you know I, it's, it's really awesome to be named that and it's the first time in seven years that i've been named that. It's, it's an amazing achievement but I couldn't have done it without my guys like online is five guys playing as one and I played against I played with my like my left tackle and my center for a lot of years now and it's just it makes football easy when you play with guys for that long and who are that good so you know got to give credit to those guys but it's, it's, it's definitely sunk in um it's really cool but
0: uh, like I said, I'd rather I'd rather like I like the great coupling a little better. Uh, I would think so too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, what was the reaction when you kind of heard it? Like, and again, this not really a surprise because even even last year you, your name was being tossed around and stuff, and and you didn't get it, You didn't get the call, but this year you got yeah. the call with the with some of these awards. And what yeah. was the reaction? You know, honestly, it was almost like.
1: Oh, finally! Like <laughs> I felt like I played a great level of football for a lot of years, and just so finally my name's being called around, and uh, people are taking notice, which is which you know is a great feeling. But uh, yeah. you know, and people have said that my like my coaches have said that you know it's finally that I realized could, you played well my whole career. Every like you know, even, obviously I didn't deserve it my first year, but like I've always played consistent
0: football. Yeah, and it,
1: you know, it's been a long time since they even said my name, so it's it's definitely awesome. But it's like you know.
0: Finally, <laughs> that's awesome uh, well yeah, and uh, totally understandable because uh, and again, like you're uh, you're one of the elite offensive lines uh, alignment in the league, so it's it's one of those yeah. things where it's like, oh man, finally
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly uh, when you first started. And again, like uh, we talked uh, after that rookie season, and the, the stuff that you went through, and just the kind of the trials and tribulations of just being a pro football player and stuff. Can't remember if I asked you, but did words like this kind of cross your mind? Is this where you wanted to be at?
1: Well, I remember my first year. It was like it was tough because, like, yeah, people say you know, going from high school to university is a big jump, but going from university to the pro level is a way bigger jump. Oh heck, yeah. and I, and I thought I was a good football player and then I found out quickly when I got there that I was not a good football
0: player. Yeah. And
1: you have to learn very very quickly but otherwise you're going to get cut and it's a cut for a the world there and I have and it was really tough for me to get through my first year. I didn't know anybody. Yeah. I felt like I wasn't good at football and then you know thinking I'm going to get cut and then you ever recall my you know my wife my fiance at the time and or whatever and saying to me, like I was I wanted to quit and all this stuff you know and then my my family and my girlfriend or whatever at the time was they're really helpful and they kept me through going through it but i remember being like holy crap i don't know if i want to be here
0: yeah but then
1: i just kept pushing through and uh that whole first year like i kind of sat with the playbook and then uh the second year we made a coaching change so i had a little bit of struggle again yeah and then, yeah like the guy got injured and unfortunately but that's how i got the start job and i never gave it up
0: see so, that that's pretty cool and, and again like stuff like that it kind of puts things into perspective right like it, oh, it yeah, really does.
1: Definitely. Yeah, and it's funny because like I got, I have a buddy who plays that uh, who played plays with me now. He played at Western. Um, I've become pretty good friends with him. Plays o line. I told him I said it's going to be a big jump, and he's realizing like he was a, he was the man at Western. He comes here and he's like, "Holy crap! I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm just a, I'm just a small fish in a big pond now." It's like, yeah, it's different out here for sure. But you know, everyone has to learn. Like I had to learn. Yeah, and I. You know, I think it was a learning experience, and I thought I was going to get cut at one point. Yeah. But now it's, yeah, for
0: sure. What was the one big moment for you, do you think? Like, just kind of looking back at it all, uh, just a, uh, one big moment that was like, you know what, I really belong here. Besides, you know what, all of us at home watching on TV and saying, uh, yeah, he belongs. But how about for you, yourself?
1: Uh, my first start, I had a very good game, and I knew I kind of belonged. Yeah. But then we had a coaching change, and then, I, like I said, I struggled a little bit, and I was like, oh, man, this is tough again because I've been different, and I have to learn new terminology and all this stuff. And then I had that guy get hurt, and then I remember I was having some struggle with some technique issues. Yeah. And then uh, I remember, like, I was three or four games in, and I was like, oh, this is tough. I'm always I'm doing okay, but I'm always kind of on the borderline of struggling. Yeah, And I remember my coaches kept trying to hound on me to keep the, you know, keep the technique good. And I remember one game we were playing against BC, and I punched... Uh, his name was Eric Taylor, the defensive tackle, and I punched him like just like perfect technique and I remember feeling it. And I was like I went and said to my coach and I was like, That's what it is right there. I'm like, I felt it, and I'm like now I'll never forget it and then ever since then that's how I've passed pro and I've never changed well, I changed a little bit, but uh, you know, I felt right then and then I knew I was gonna I knew I was gonna belong in the league because <laughs> what I did, I like I you know, you get that punch and then you snap the guy's head back and you're like, Oh, that felt good. So you gotta try to keep replicating that every single time.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just punch yeah. him in the head, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so heading into the season, what was the goal personally for you?
1: The goal personally is always to try to do better than I've done the last season. I always yeah. want to, just like I've always said, I want to retire on top. I don't want to retire on a down slope. Yeah. Um, and that's my goal every season, and I felt like I did that. I've done that every season. And my goal is to always try to have the guys, my, like the five players, play the best they can too because – you know, being a leader on the team and being there for seven, going on my eighth year, that is my responsibility now. Like, yeah. you know, it's five guys playing as one, and that's my best mind to try to get the guys, the five the five best guys on the field, and us playing as one unit. You know, that's, that's a big goal of mine, too. And uh, I take that seriously every year, and it, it works out pretty – it works out good every year. We have a uh, good group of guys, for sure.
0: Nice. Any lessons that you learned from some of the veterans? And, again, going – kind of – kind of backtracking back through your earlier years and you had that mentorship from some of the older offensive linemen and what did you learn or who did you learn from that you've kind of taken some of that stuff and you've brought to the table as one of the veteran guys now
1: you know it's funny i learned a lot from a guy who was actually a rookie and who played who was like like he was he was a starter he's actually playing the nfl now i learned some from the vets but a lot of the vets got and stuff after my first year so I really didn't don't really didn't get to know any of them so like um, guy, his name's Brett Jones he was my roommate he plays in the NFL plays for the Vikings now and he yeah. just the way he like acts around players and how he tries to bring you know a happy go lucky attitude to, to the locker room you're always bugging around with the guys and you know, you're know you trying to make you know, you're not worried about a guy taking your job you're trying to you know, you're know you trying to help him because if he has to play you want to try and win great cups that's the ultimate goal
0: exactly you know,
1: uh, it was from a guy who was my age, and uh, you know, obviously, he's a very good player. He's been playing the NFL for five years now, and uh, that's why I tried to kind of replicate my game after, for sure.
0: And it's got to be pretty cool to see that just from someone around the same age as you, and it's been around for as long as you.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's and it was always, it was cool because I learned some stuff from the veterans, but like you could see, even when I was young and Brett was young, you could see the veterans taking on what Brett was. Doing putting on the table you know what i mean yeah and these guys were four or five years older
0: than Brad, and it's like holy crap this guy knows what he's doing and it's <laughs> a wonder why he's where he is right
1: yeah yeah no wonder why where he is exactly he's been
0: there for a long time yeah so so yeah. just heading into the season uh you signed a two-year extension that had yep. to have been a huge huge relief for you it almost seemed like it it, it showed on the football field
1: yeah exactly yeah that's, i like i like playing it that way you know i've actually already said um talking to my wife I'm like oh man this year's a contract year yeah gotta make sure you play good and that adds that a little bit of stress because if you want to keep playing this you ought to have good years to keep signing those contracts and uh it is nice when you sign a two year
0: yeah
1: you know you, you do have that freedom you're like you don't have to worry so much about signing that next deal <laughs> but you know you just play ball and have a good year so yeah exactly I, you know it's, it's kind of cool having that for sure though this year's going to be a stressful one again
0: yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. And, then, and how do you yeah. go in? How do you go into a season like that? Like, do you try to not think of that at all?
1: Yeah, you, like I yeah, said, you as hard as it to, is, right? To, yeah, as hard as it is, but you just try to be better than you were the last year. In my and that theory, if you're better than you were the last year, you should be doing good on your negotiations.
0: So, nice.
1: right? Yeah, and so just kind of, yeah. Don't think about the don't think about the numbers, <laughs> and then you're deciding. It's gonna
0: it's gonna go the way it goes. Just play, just do your thing. Exactly, and just as a team, uh, we'll we'll go to the team uh, team aspect of things now. And just as a team, you guys had a pretty tough year. Although second place isn't really tough, but uh, by the Stampeders' standards, it was a pretty tough year. And uh, and of course, losing to to Winnipeg in the playoffs, Uh, it had to have been tough. Did you watch it? First of all, did you watch the Grey Cup?
1: Oh, and I watched it. <laughs> actually, uh, I actually really enjoyed the game. I was really happy. I, uh, I thought Hamilton had the better team, but I'm really happy. I wanted Winnipeg to win. Yeah. Um, and I'm, glad they, I'm actually kind of glad. I wish we won, obviously, but I'm happy Winnipeg
0: won. Maybe. Nice.
1: You know, that, that story with Zach Clary coming in—that was a pretty cool thing to happen. So
0: it really yeah. was, eh? Yeah.
1: yeah exactly.
0: And uh, yeah. Well, you guys saw that magic kind of firsthand. Uh, what happened against them? did they just catch fire was it a matter of a, a a team just really catching fire at the right time
1: oh i think that's part of it i think that's part of it and that's part of it we weren't i don't know it's just we weren't ready like they they came out and they were ready to go and we we thought we had it in our bag and we you know that just happened yeah. we were a young team yeah like we do a rookie of the year thing every year where we pretend like we're gonna give the rookie of the year award you know some money or some a flight somewhere and we just tie them in the <laughs> face and there's actually no award Yeah. <laughs> and then, so when we voted on the award um, literally half the room stood up and got out of the room
0: oh, you know really? the veterans
1: are like Gee, holy crap this is a young team holy man <laughs> and you know a guy who, re- who was retiring this year Brandon Smith he's been the, on the calendar for like 12 yeah. years He went to back and he said he said it himself he's like this is the youngest team I think I've ever played on and he's like, we won, you know, I think we won 12 games. He's like, that's pretty impressive when you look at it that way.
0: Well, it's a heck of a building here, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, it is a heck of a building here. And that happens. You can't, like, we had, like, you know, Alex Singleton playing for the Eagles. Like, we lost our best, one of our best defensive linemen went to Saskatchewan. We lost our one defensive end to Hamilton. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, that's what football is. And you have to rebuild and end, end Huffnagel, retrust, and <laughs> and Dave, retrust. And, you know, they'll bring it up and we'll, we're going to be competing every year.
0: For sure. Well, and then that's got to be an attitude. And of course, just having the history of the, the Stampeders, it, it, it's almost a must for you guys.
1: Yeah. There's no, yeah, you don't, we don't they don't accept like mediocrity, I guess. Yeah. You you try to win great cups there. It's the way it is. It's the way Dave and Huffnagel have always been. And it's the it's the way it goes. And I love that system. They treat you good there, but that's, they expect excellence.
0: Yeah, with that yeah. kind of with that kind of being said, just a, in in what you guys would call a rebuilding year, what were the expectations heading in? Was was it another great cup?
1: Yeah, our, every year. Yeah, of course. Obviously, in the back of some people's minds, it's like it might not be that. But when you know when the coaches are up there, they're hey, we're pushing for a great cup. This is what we do. This is what we get paid for. Yeah, like right, but that's it's. No matter how good you do during the season, it's still going to hurt as bad at the end to lose.
0: Well, exactly. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you
1: might as well try and push for a great cup, and it doesn't always go there. And I was, like I said, in the back of coaches' minds, they they know they're very smart people. They know if it's going yeah. to be a great cup, any team or a team that's going to struggle and still has a chance, or a team that doesn't have a chance at all. Like, they know.
0: Yeah. So, and what did yeah. what did you see in your team this year that uh, that you really liked? What was the makeup? A heart.
1: Like? Heart. Like, we had games that were close. We had games that were behind and came back and won. And then people just kept pushing. And, like, even though we were so young and we weren't the most talented, or actually, like, we didn't have the most experience. Yeah. People just kept pushing. Like, young guys and, like, really young, like, 22-year-old kids that are just like, oh. And that's cool to see because, like, you know, these guys are going to be good and, you know, they're going to make the league great. So that was really cool to see.
0: See that's awesome. And then, are, were there any moments this year where you're like, you know what, this is this is this core is something special?
1: Yeah, definitely. There's moments. You know, when we came back, um, you know, fortunately Bo got hurt and tore his his pec muscle in BC, and Nick Arbuckle came to the game and we came back and won the game against BC. I was yeah. like, holy crap!
0: that
1: was <laughs> like, yeah, I've never seen anything like that in my life. Like that, and that's that's special. Like you
0: can't yeah.
1: young kid coming in and doing that, and you know the team you know because the team can take a dive too because like nick can come in and be like you know, trying to play his best game but if the team takes an attitude where it's like oh bo's gone we have no chance now you know the team takes an attitude we still have a chance and it's like you go and we win the game it's just like oh crap that was that was pretty awesome experience
0: see that's awesome And, and just with that uh where do you guys see yourself for next year
1: uh you know um It's going to be, I don't know how many free agents we have, but it's going to be guys, I think all the young guys are going to be second-year guys, so we should be a little bit better. Yeah, And hopefully we keep our core veterans. Like I said, Smitty is retiring, and he was like a 12-year veteran in our defensive back group, so we're going to have to try to replace that, right? So it's hard. It's hard that way. But uh, if you keep great core veterans and you build around them, you can build, you know, you can take young guys and build veteran, quality veteran players out of them.
0: That's awesome. Uh, Man, it's almost to a point where you're like the old guy on the team.
1: I know. I said that to the guys.
0: (laughs) It's kind of weird.
1: Unfortunately, the guy who's my age, he played right guard this year. He got hurt in cans. He was up the whole season. Yeah. And so he wasn't around as much, and I said, I called him, and I was like, man, I miss you. I'm like, all these guys are 21, 22. They don't listen to any, like, the same songs we listen to. I'm (laughs) like, you know. They're going against me on football plays. They're ganging up on me when they
0: don't know what they're talking about. Like, i like, upset <laughs> over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is awesome. But now the, the offseason here, uh, what are you going to do? What do you do to kind of prepare for the next season? you going to take it easy for a little bit, of course, obviously, and take some yeah, time with and the baby. Be, and... Yeah,
1: be a dad. But honestly, I play sports. I play basketball, Waterford and Simcoe, and then uh, – you know, I have a personal trainer outside of Black Salette.
0: Yep.
1: And I've worked with for, I don't know, it's been 13-ish years, maybe 14-ish years. Might as well
0: give him a plug. You better give him a plug for the listeners.
1: Yeah, so his name's Steve, uh, Steve Bajo. I've been I've been going with him forever. And, you know, he has different philosophies, but I've, I've you know, I love his philosophies and it's worked for me. And, you know, I've been, I go to him, I go to him uh, for everything. He heals you, like, you know, he works on you, he can heal you up, and then he yeah. works on your training too, so. No, he's, he's
0: great. He's a real interesting guy. Eh? Just some of the theories that yeah. he that he does and stuff. Uh, he's very
1: he's very interesting. He uh, has different theories, but they work, and he works. He's a hard worker. Yeah. that's what you love about the guy. Like, he's, there's not many as hard workers as him. So, uh, you know, you got to respect
0: that. Absolutely. Sure. Hey, he actually, yeah. you know what? I was talking to him a few weeks ago, and uh, I'd like to get him on the podcast uh, just to yeah. talk about another yeah, thing. So yeah.
1: yeah. That'd be an interesting guy to talk to, for sure. He has a lot of information, and he'd love to talk about, and he'd talk about all those athletes. He's worked with a ton of guys. Yeah. Holy man. Like Some of the guys, he gets in there, it's like, he's worked on, like, the Fowler Clinic's owners, or, like, the founders of the Fowler Clinic, or something ridiculous. It was like, holy man.
0: Like That's crazy. In
1: there. Yeah. It's pretty cool when the guys that run, like, a renowned physiotherapy clinic are going in for
0: physiotherapy. Says a lot about him, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So what else are you doing to train? You you play a lot of basketball?
1: Yeah, other than that, uh, you know, I have a big yard, too. I train at home. I have, like, medicine balls and agility bars at home. Nice. Um, But other than that, I'm I'm mostly on my own. I don't do too much weightlifting. You know, weightlifting just adds mass, and I'm big and heavy enough, so I just need to stay quick and agile and keep good technique. Mm-hmm. and I just work on that all season my raw season and uh, it usually pays out for me
0: what do you do for your agility? I remember a couple of years ago you were saying that uh, you you started taking up yoga uh, is that something that yeah. you've continued to do? And it,
1: I've actually flacked on it a bit I should be doing it because it makes you feel great you yeah. know, it, it works on your balance your core balance everything and it makes you feel good like it, it builds your strength because you're trying to lift your body weight in positions that you're not used to and stuff and yeah yeah it makes you feel good and I, you know, I have slacked on it and I actually feel what I have so yeah I should be getting back into that for sure
0: nice well yeah. thanks for doing this man I really appreciate it
1: no problem yeah thanks for getting the, thanks for getting a
0: hold of me ah uh, no problem at all and uh enjoy enjoy the off season and enjoy fatherhood man
1: yeah thanks yeah I will it's been, it's been a blast so far I can't wait to keep going for sure
0: well thanks yeah. a lot
1: hey no problem have a good day
0: shout outs First shout out goes out to the Holy Trinity Titans swim team. I'm going to scoop myself on this one, but that's okay. The Titans were in Brantford on Tuesday and captured the Norfolk Brant overall swim title for the third consecutive year. The Titans were the lone Norfolk entry at the meet, and 15 individual swimmers and 7 relay teams have now qualified for the Kawasa Championships on February 19th in Wilmot. You'll be able to read more about this on the Smart Sports Podcast Facebook page, so stay tuned. The next shout-out goes out to the Delphi Rockets Local League Adam team. This group of kids played five games in two days and won all of them to capture the international silver stick regional title in the Halliburton and Minden. Congratulations, team. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much for listening. It really is appreciated. Don't forget to check out the Smart Sports Podcast Facebook page for a more extensive look at the local sports scene. And remember to like and share it so we can really make this thing the place for all things local sports in our area. Thank you for listening. I am Darryl Smart, and I will talk to you later.